You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. You can add an underscore to that if you want to follow me on TikTok, but don't. Don't follow me. Oh, the kids. Listen, man. Listen, man. The kids are they are reckless on TikTok. Yeah. Anytime I post any model ministry stuff, it's a bunch of like nameless, faceless youths like giving me the business. I'm like, yo, (laughs) I will put you on punishment. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? I will call your parents and tell them (laughs) what you're doing on the Internet. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, this clockradiospeakers.com no longer powered by Tumblr. You can get all previous 400 episodes there. Uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter at CRS Podcast. I'm totally bluffing this up, but it's fine. Y'all know where we at, man. We in the streets. Y'all know what it is, man. Doc is here. Doc, what's going on, man? We're we're in the streets. We're on Patreon. You can go to yeah. patreon.com slash CRS Podcast or go to clockradiospeakers.com and look for the Patreon link. That's um, really where we be at. We kind of be in the streets, but we really just be on Patreon. I mean, we appreciate everybody who, who who's a Patreon subscriber. 100%. For sure. For they, get, sure. they get all the audio, not just little snippets. They get pre-show. They get all kinds of stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Absolutely. I'm good, man. Just came back from vacation. Stamps in your passport. Stamp- <laughs> Check my hey. passport, baby. Yeah. Here's the, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The difference between Doc and the rest of you rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Doc is living what he raps about. First of all. <laughs> So Doc told y'all years ago that he was putting stamps on. His- no, Doc is so hip hop. He had the rapper tell you that he was putting stamps on his passport. He's like, I don't even got to say it. My, I'm going to make, I'm going to have my man tell you. My vacation looks like a vacation from your vacation. You know what I'm saying? Man, please. Still spending money from 88. What? Now, I was, Crazy. yeah, I was five. You know, that's that birthday money, man. <laughs> man, Listen. Listen. <laughs> I'm watching my eight-year-old like handle money and like try to save it and you know like rip you know when your kids realize that things cost money and it's very easy to spend if you're not careful like just regular stuff like chips snacks you know what I'm saying <laughs> going to the grocery store like oh can I get some chips can I get some cereal can I do this and you just kind of let them because they got yeah. some money you're like yeah go ahead and then they get to the register and it's like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, $12 for everything. And they only have 15 or they got no because kids have random, <laughs> random amounts of money. They have like $17 and 45 cents and it's $12. And they're like, yo, I'm really going to have $4 left because I'm doing math. I'm in the second grade. I know right. how to subtract. Right. I'm only going to have $4 and change after this. And they looking at me and I'm like, hey, this is us every single time <laughs> we go anywhere and you want something. Mm. I, I I love I love I love on the job training as as we say in corporate America. On the job training. Yeah. Like no, no. The world is expensive if you let it. So sure, buy buy those chips and that cereal and that toy. You're gonna be poor. <laughs> You'll be fun and full, kinda. But whatever. You're still doing your intro spiel, my bad. <laughs> No, it's all good, everybody. Y'all go follow me on, on Instagram or, or Twitter at Doc underscore Beats. That's not a Z. All right. Somebody who does seem to be enjoying his life is Jack Harlow, though. <laughs> oh, listen, man. 
who knew that that the little scrawny white kid and all those videos that leaked would yeah. be this guy this guy 10 years later this guy he's clearly and dj drama is just sitting behind him with a grammy in his hand and his arms folded just right. ha- happy like a proud dad watching his only son that made it somehow this guy become became mr studio girl amen <laughs> it's the humor That's it's the humor That's yeah for sure for sure so Jack's got a new single. Yes. Called First Class. Mm-hmm. Um, produced by a whole bunch of people, but there's two things I want to note here. Jack is listed as a co-producer. Okay. There's a Rolling Stone article where he talks about making this album, and he, he talks about taking a much more active role in the sound. And the folks who he's, he's working with aren't just producers, but they are often like frankly like musicians who are brought in to like work alongside other musicians other producers making original sounds so like i wonder if like like this could be i wonder if this is part of like sort of jack's maturity is like getting we're not going full on eminem lane where like it's produced by eminem but okay we know that there's other people who are actually like making this music but i think he's you know that's part of what we're gonna see is like him trying to take more ownership over like what he's rapping on mm. which is interesting um because i, I mean, think oh go, go ahead. ahead no no you got it because i think like one thing I, I'm hearing from Jack is like these record, like a lot of these records in first class is no exception. They're all very cool. And I mean mm-hmm. that in terms of temperature, mm-hmm. like the vibe, yes. like it's very chill and low key. Yep. Agreed. Like, you know, to, to date myself, this man's not making tunnel bangers <laughs> to date myself. <laughs> right. Right. Definitely not. I mean, I mean, what's popping. That's a little more aggressive, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even um Tyler Hero. Yeah. More aggressive. And then what was the what was the other what was the first single the first song leak from or the first single from this project? Um Oh shit. Nail Tech. Nail Tech. Yeah. A little yep, bit yep. more. But first class is just very like Ooh. chill and low key and cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um it's blowing up on TikTok because of course it is. Because well, of that because they- that hook. Yeah, it's the hook, and, and you know, people, people were, were, uh, listen, listen, listen. Hey, y'all, I'm tired. I'm tired of being right. <laughs> Doctor, you tired of being right yet? Because I am. I never get tired of being right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because here's what happened. So he leaked a little snippet mm-hmm. of him in the studio yeah. playing the song. Yeah. And that's kind of what went viral. And shout out the, to Fabio. Shout out to Fabio. <laughs> and the the youths love um snippets so if we talked about leaks earlier people don't care about leaks they like snippets Mm. show me something on tiktok or on instagram show me a piece of a song that makes me want the whole thing right it's smart i just realized that in real time absolutely smart and so the song comes out he's like all right well since you guys love it so much um it'll be available next week and everybody's like see Look at how smart Jack Harlow and his team are. They knew they saw the reaction, so they knew to hurry up and push the single out. I mean, if you don't think they worked with all these social media companies, these tech companies to push that out, and they just, they already, they already knew the, again, nostalgia. They knew the Fergie record was going to work because it's a, it's, it's not Hitmaker. It kind of comes from that school because it's the 2000s, but it's a, it's a pop record. But that Fergie record was already popular on TikTok. Mm, even the deeper darker criminal link doc i'm tired of being right <laughs> so honestly that's an interesting idea is like we see all kinds of older records pop up 
on TikTok and Instagram mm-hmm. is songs that people use in the background. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to make a record that can cross over, sample those records. Yeah, Doc, sample those records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So with that said, mm-hmm. these Jack Harlow verses are terrible. I don't think they're terrible. They, I don't know what he's talking about on the first on the first verse. He's just rambling. He the only line he had was "You don't need Givenchy, you need Jesus." That's the only line he had, and he just he just winged the rest of it. Listen, Jack's going to talk about a couple things. He's going to talk about music in some way. He's going to talk about his city. <laughs> hmm. And he's going to fill the rest in. And he'll talk about a girl. Sure. That he's slept with or sleeping with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Drake stimulus. That's the Drake stimulus package. <laughs> you think Drake didn't see him? It's like uh, when somebody gets to the league and like they're, the person that they modeled their game after is just looking. It's Jason Tatum and, and Kobe. Kobe looked at Jason Tatum and was like, that's me. So I'm going to take him under my wing. You think Drake saw that and was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, come here, come here, young kid. Yeah. Let me take you, let me take you under the arm, young fella. Let me, let me tell you why you need to be sad about women. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> he heard it. It was, it was on the album a little bit, but he just didn't commit. Drake, I bet whatever Drake is going to get him commit to the, the sad about women. I bet whatever. Because we haven't gotten that really. Nah. Nah. He's too cool to be sad. That, see? And that, you know, that is... So the coolness is what has carried him to this point, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to get to the... Like... At some point, he's got to be a little vulnerable, right? You got to commit. You know, the, the Drake thing is like, initially people kind of made fun of him. Mm-hmm. But like his earnestness, honestly, a record like Marvin's Room really, really helped him. Yeah. Because like, that it's, a, a, it, oh it's boy, but, that was a dark time. It was a dark time, but like, you got to really go for it to do, put that kind of song out. For sure. For sure. And, Agreed. And Jack, to date, hasn't really gone for it. Yeah. That's asking a lot. This is going to be yeah. his second album. He's, you know, he's kind of the, the new face of hip hop in a sense. Yeah. But you can't do that. You have to do that on your second album if you didn't do it on your first album. Like he can't give us exactly what he gave us on the first album. And I'm sure Something drama and them have told him that. For sure. They were like, here's the, here's the path, young fella. I'm actually kind of surprised that drama, that Drake worked with drama's artists seeing their history. Well, right? you know, drama's kind of responsible for everybody hating Drake <laughs> he, and, he or, played a role. Or, dis, or discrediting him. Listen, I was at the concert when Drake and Meek reunited. OK, I never would have saw that coming. I for think sure. there's one person that Drake won't make up with. And that, that's Pusha T. Pusha T. Everybody yeah. else. Sure. Game. Why not? Sure. OK. I'm not mad at that. I'm so. This album, so the singles released four weeks before the album. I wonder how, I wonder how confident they, they, they must be feeling pretty confident about this single. It's, it's number one. Didn't it do like 350 first week or Did something? Did it like that? really? Yeah, it, it went crazy. I think so. Oh man, if he's, I didn't even, I haven't been paying attention to that. I don't know if he did that much. Oh, he it is going to be, it might be number one. Oh man, okay, you know what? Cause I've been really, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been traveling. I haven't really been paying attention. I didn't realize, and he doesn't even have the official video out yet. Nope. Yeah. 500, 5.9 million streams first day. Um, already sold within the first few days. It sold over 100,000. This is, when did this article come out? 
oh this is five days ago but like if if that's what if he's on track so i mean if this goes number one yeah okay all right jack i guess i didn't realize yeah when you think of when you think about it then he get he got grammy nominated for his album right yeah yeah man that that they're gonna back up the brinks truck for you drama drama just wakes up every morning and he's smiling right now absolutely you know, Absolutely. between between an artist, because I mean, he uh he signed Uzi, right? Yeah, I was about to say between Uzi is is kicking and screaming right now, because you know Uzi's like I can do that. Yeah, you know, um, but Jack is 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 having so much success. But then like the reemergence of drama as this like, mm-hmm. oh, remember when I did mixtapes? And you saw at the uh, at uh, Dreamville Fest, um, they did a Gangsta Grills concert it was uh ti jeezy and wayne and i'm like why isn't that on the road yeah what are you doing yeah that's not a i don't know if people are i don't know if it's if it's not cost efficient to tour because clearly nobody's worried about touring anymore or or covid restrictions or anything like that like everybody's outside so i'm just trying to figure out why these little like niche things that should be on the road aren't I think the question is for an artist, like for a lineup like that, to get the money right, so everybody wants to be there, you just have to play big enough venues. I think for a, a lineup like that, you probably could in, in enough cities. Because mm-hmm. yeah. for, for those three, you, you know, for the money to work, you can't put them in like a 2000 seat venue. It's got to be bigger than that. Nah, I'm, just, I'm thinking because like, I don't know if I would put them in an arena. I don't know if I put them in an arena. Like maybe... In certain cities, you could do it. In, you could do it in oh, Atlanta, like obviously. Yeah, yeah, you could do it in sure. Miami, for sure. Probably Houston, for sure. I'm just thinking, like, if they were to come to Ohio, like, where could, would they go? Could Could they sell out the shot? And the shot is, and the shot is like twelve. I want to say, I think the shot is like twelve thousand. They wouldn't sell it out, but I think that it have a nice, a decent turn. I mean, that's that's Ti Wayne and Jeezy. I think. I think Those you are three big names. Three big names. And if it's pitched as like a, you know, a gangster girls thing, then it's almost, you know what? It's almost like a B-sides. 100%. Now we're, ch- now we're just, doing, doing, now we're just it, doing fantasy. You know, it's like instead of fantasy football, we're doing fantasy rap tours. This is great. Absolutely. We're not, T.I. is not doing whatever you like at this tour. No. You know what I'm saying? Like Wayne's not doing lollipop. No. And, and Jeezy's opening his set with the Trapper Die intro. 100%. That might be the first song on the tour. Yes. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that needs to be on the road. I'd be there. I would travel oh, for that for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Um, speaking of oh, what was I gonna say? I had a good transition and I forgot it. <laughs> oh, 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 speaking of touring. Yeah. This is something off topic, but I, I think it or it's not on our it's not on our itinerary, but I think it's something to talk about. Uh your man is is putting his toe out in the water. You seen those uh those billboards up in California? Who? For Utopia? Oh yeah, you mean Big Bad Travis Scott? But did we talk about this already? We did. We we talked okay. about how he's like slowly reemerging. Yeah, and I've seen and so I've seen outlets. So an outlet that I follow, and I at this point I don't know why I follow them. Like I, all they do is post Kanye and then a bunch of stuff that I disagree with. Um, <laughs> high 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 snobiety, and it's like a like a high a high end like streetwear yeah sort of I'm couture familiar. brand. So. They put out an article or they posted something, uh, I think yesterday was like, you know, we're not ready for Travis Scott to return. And the comments were just full of, what do you mean we? (laughs) 
So it was interesting, and it's not really a, a, a good gauge or whatever. Like, maybe, but it's been five months. Man, the way the world is moving, Travis might be good. He might be all right. He might come outside and have very little pushback, but he, the The amount of pressure on his first single back is tremendous. Oh, boy. Absolutely. It's got to be the, the one of one. Yep. Like whatever you've got lying around, like, and if you don't have it, you better go work. I think it can't be, it can't, it can't be, you know, what was the, he put out two records just before Astroworld. What was it? Um, I forgot, but they go, they were were good, but, but they were good. Like the album is coming records, right? It can't be like that. He has to have a sicko mode, uh, uh, goosebumps. Like he has to have. I love it. The, the, the casualness to which you just said, yeah, he needs another sicko mode. Good but, luck. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Mm. All right. Um, you were talking about concerts before. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a concert, a fantasy concert that we wish we were at. This yeah. Summer Jam 2001 clip. So, Summer, so Armand, for the people who, who might not be familiar, why is, what is noteworthy about Summer Jam 2001? This is the first time Oh my God, this is the first time for some. This is the first time that Takeover was performed. Mm -hmm. So, this is Jay literally declaring war on Prodigy for Mob Deep and Nas. Yeah. There were underlying whispers, there was a beef brewing, but the beef was really between Memphis Bleak and Nas. Yeah, we, we didn't know what Is That Your Chick was about yet. Mm, right we didn't know any of this stuff yet absolutely the the retroactive realization of what is that your chick about is one of those like galaxy brain moments for hip-hop fans you're like wait a minute and then to have missy come out during the set (laughs) and do the record is kind of like it's kind of like a premonition like an omen like yeah um so to me yeah i might be i might be Getting, I might be skipping too no, fast. Go ahead, go I've, ahead. Said, I've said this on Twitter and I feel like I need to express myself. And this is one of the reasons why I don't tweet much anymore because I'm just, I just like exploring ideas and uh, 280 characters just don't allow you to do that. Right, right, right. Um, following Biggie, Biggie's death in 1997, so the rest of 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, this is the most important hip hop moment for that time. Like singular moment. Singular moment. Mm, It introduces so many things. So beef culture. um, Like, yeah, beef culture, Jay-Z and Nas. Like, there's all these fallouts, what ifs, G-Units in the the distance, Dipset, their their run starts here, all this stuff. But what I also realize is that this is the first time that the internet brought people together to discuss a singular idea. And you heard all of these opinions from different spaces, you know. So if you ever if there was ever like a, you know, who was better, Biggie or Pac, right? That was mostly in barbershops, uh, locker room hallways, um, classrooms, recess, you know, recess, lunch tables, like it was there. Now you are talking to people from all over the world who have different perspectives. All this stuff you have, you're introduced to trolls, you're introduced to all of the internet stuff that exists now. This is the first moment that that brought people together through the internet. And people were divided, like 
there was Jay and there was Nas and they were on opposite ends of the earth. Yeah. And there's people still to this day who will not listen to Jay-Z because they're Nas fans. It's more so on the Nas side, I would say, more <laughs> than Jay. <laughs> but, and, and, and it's crazy because most people have Nas winning the battle, but, mm. but, but that this moment is so important because it opens the door for so many things um, in hip hop, but then just in culture, like the culture we have now to me exists due to this moment. This set is bananas. Duh. This might be Jay at the, at the peak of his powers. If we're thinking about it. Ah! Like, I don't know about that, but, but talk to me, talk me through it. Because he's got these blueprint records in the bag at this point. In he's like, <laughs> he's feeling so confident of them. He's debuting them live. Right. There is a there is a there is a, a cocky swagger to Jay that he does not I have not seen him with on stage during this time. Well, and, and Jay's a, like, I'm on top of the world. right. And now. after this, you know, Blueprint One is like when I say like right like this peak of his powers, I mean, like going into Blueprint and then Blueprint itself, like <sighs> Jay doing is that your chick like the breath control live? Mm hmm. Big pimpin' life. He brought out Miri Ben-Ari. Mm-hmm. I, they were working together in 2000. I didn't even... The uh, first time she, I heard of her was with Kanye. This is 2001. Just, yeah, she was probably just in those Rockefeller sessions. Like, how did, how did she meet Kanye? They might have just pulled her in somewhere. Her doing Big Pimpin' Live and then Jay rapping? Yeah. <sighs> Him debuting TakeOver. Doing the first verse, you know... Putting putting prodig you know putting prodigy up on the screen, but then the second verse acapella, and then yeah. right after he says Nas don't want it with Hove goes right into me you him and her. I'm like oh come on, I love that moment. So that much. place was about to, was exploding. It was unglued, uh, you know, because uh, here's the thing: we only heard the audio. Shout out to K Slay, K Slay's mixtape mm. premiered the audio, yeah, but it fades out after you meet him and her so the first time we hear this we're 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 just unglued right like right. the internet is just crazy because this is around the time that you know you and i met yeah so we know what it was like on the message boards and all that stuff like how crazy it was going let me let me tell you let me give you all some context and let me doc how long between this like after this did we actually see the pictures of prodigy it was like a month or two after, right? It, it took a while because a magazines while. had lead time. Like, and blogs weren't a thing. Blogs weren't a thing. And I mean, they weren't even on the, like nobody s snapped a picture with a digital camera and uploaded it to the internet. And if they did, it would only be, here's how message boards were almost like countries. Yeah. So if something happens in Africa, it has very little effect on what happens in like Canada. I guess Africa is a continent, but y'all know what I mean. Um, something happens on, you know, one place. It has nothing to do with, you know, what goes on over there. So if something happened or if there was a picture that was on all hip hop or OK Player and Doc and I are on So, like we wouldn't have known about it unless there was someone who was like, you know, <laughs> had stamps on their passport and they were posting in different places and they bring it over. Like, yeah, got this from all hip hop and that'll be the, but that was very, that was few and far between. It wasn't people on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Like it would be people only on Facebook 
only on Twitter, only on Instagram. Um, so yeah, we didn't see this for a while. So then it picks back up, you know, once we see the the, the pictures of Prodigy. It's crazy. And what's interesting is like the news at the time. So you can thank God for the MTV News archives, which still exists. The um the headline from that from Summer Jam wasn't about takeover, right? Which we didn't really know just how much like that was going to matter at, at the time, right? But instead, it was that he brought M- MJ out and that Michael was going to be on on Jay's next album. Yep, Girls, Girls, Girls remix, right? Well, no, he sings backup on Girls, Girls, Girls. He's uncredited. On the original, the, He's uncredited. Re- but on the original yeah, the remix? Yeah, on the original. Oh, so that did, so that actually happened. He just didn't put his name on it. Why? I'm, I mean, I'm sure that it, like there was, you know, there was a different time. Maybe the label didn't want to clear it. Who knows? I don't know. Because then Jay does the You Rock My World remix and Jay's like, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the, less, all- the less said about You Rock My World, the better. Butterfly should have been the single, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, this, so I was saying like Jay, when I said Jay was at the peak of his powers, what, what I meant was like, the version of Jay that is still like young and hungry and rapping aggressively. Because mm. yeah. Jay transitions a bit starting with Blueprint. Not quite as aggressive and hungry and intricate. Mm-hmm. On purpose. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it all here, but he's not even pulling, like the sellers is interesting because he's not even pulling back. This isn't the J of now where, yeah, you're going to get a, a you know a reasonable doubt record or two. He's just playing all the records from that time mm-hmm. and they all go. You know, I'm not really sure why Eric Sermon had to come out and do music, but OK, that's fine. It's 2000. It's 2000 no, it's 2001. Yeah, I know. Because they did. I, I like that transition, though, because they because Beanie Stigel has. So what you're saying, right. the remake with Bleak. So they're they're clearly promoting Beanie. It's 2001. So oh, yeah. Beanie's the guy. Beanie's and, the guy. And uh, Mac. Mac Trick is a big record, Mac at least Trick. in the streets. Mac Trick, I don't know, whatever. Mac Chick, Mac B, and so they transition into that, and then to going to bring EPMD out, that's dope. And then to have him do music, yeah, that totally makes it. Listen, music just aged like milk. But that record was everywhere in two thousand, two thousand one, everywhere. If we ever did a versus, what if, and we did years like we talked about, yeah, music might be in your fifteen if we're doing oh one. No. It might be. I never liked that record. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh, my man. man said featuring Marvin Gaye. Of course he did. Come crazy. On now. But that also reminds me of how they're, you know, they're labeling stuff on streaming now. I wonder if I wonder if Marvin Gaye's people were like, no, you're it's featured. <laughs> like they asked for that. Yeah. Yeah. Not only are we getting all your publishing. All of it. For sure. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I would be very... It's, it's crazy. It's his biggest record. And I'm like, I wonder if Eric Sermon made any money off that. Mm. And then what? After that, it was React for him, right? Yeah, it was React. Yeah. Yep. And then that was, the, that was the end of his chapter. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it was, yeah, yeah, you know it after that. And that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I forgot about, yeah, yeah, you know it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know yeah, you yeah, did. you know what? Oh, that's yeah, funny. It was, it was bad. It was bad. I know you. Uh, you were supposed to. You know, there's a lot of Cy Scott around that time. Remember Cy Scott? Ooh, Cy Scott. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody had the the really good rapper who couldn't make songs back then. That was the thing. You mean their ghostwriter? Exactly. Um, last th- so last thing I think we need to talk about from Summer Jam, which is the 
unreleased alternate version of Champions. This made me so happy. As soon as I listened, as soon as I like, because I, when I first saw this video, like when you sent me the link, I was, you know, I was on vacation. I was just like scrubbing through real quick, whatever. When I actually sat down and listened to it, within two seconds, I knew it was Just Blaze. That's a hundred percent his it's, drum pattern. That's all. Yeah, it's all just. That's all just. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So this counteracts the Dame Dash story. Mm, let's talk about it. The Dame Dash story is that he went to to Kanye that he that he tried to get just he, so because Dame Dash is listed as a co-producer on Champions. Probably brought the sample. He brought the sample. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And he brought it to Justin. He said, "Yeah, Just Blaze didn't want to do it. He thought it was like corny or whatever." Mm-hmm. And so he brought it to Kanye. Just Blaze is corny. What is? What are you talking about? <laughs> Whatever. Um, that's not a. That's not a diss. He's just a nerd. Like he's just a great producer who just so happens to be into like nerdy things. Like, right. That's not a diss. But whatever. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then you know Kanye did it, and then you know, th- and then they use that record really to kind of build, start to build up Kanye a little bit. You know, it's the first time that they in- really introduce him as like a as like a rapper on like par with the rest of their rappers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but obviously this version exists somewhere. I don't know if it's in Just Blaze's archives. Who knows? One hundred percent. Um, now I don't. From what we can hear, I don't know if it's quite. I don't know. I'm so used to hearing Kanye's version. You know, so, so bombastic. But I don't know. I, I'd be interested to hear this. Did anybody rap on it? Who knows? Right. They had to have a version. There, there is definitely a version somewhere where they're rapping on it. That's a grail right there. <laughs> And I will, and I just want to know, like, whose idea was it to change the tempo, right? Speed it up. Was it a thing where because you know, just Blaze in a now deleted tweet said, you know, I made a version, but you know, this is kind of what started the rift between Kanye and I, and which is very interesting. Now I would like to go back and see any time that they were like interacting together because apparently they had been beefing for years, you know, but we didn't know until much much later. Um, but um. Was it Kanye like intentionally trying to get away from what just did? Mm. Like, okay, I'm going to speed it up. I'm going to change the entire tempo. I'm going to go with the tempo of the original song, you know, like whatever. And maybe just Dame liked, I don't know. I mean, how, of course, how much of it was, listen, we got to get something for Twister to go on. I was getting ready to say like, well, <sighs> Twister didn't sign to the, because this is, okay, so this is summer of 2001. It's... It's so behind that this is the ori- there's the original blueprint date of yeah. September 25th, which right. is amazing to me. This song comes out a year later, summer 02. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, summer 02. So, you know, when Twista started messing with The Rock, I don't know. His first appearance on a Rockefeller record is, is That Your Chick, right? Right, which is originally late 99. But it ends up, was it late 2000? Because it's on... On a Bleak's album. It's on Bleak's. It was. It was on Volume Three. It was on Volume Three, and then the international version, version of Volume Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's a, and it shows up again on Bleak's album, uh, The Understanding, which was two thousand. Right. And it's a single, and in two thousand one. So I, and, so, I mean, Twista starts to work on Kamikaze in two thousand two. So it's right around that time. Then you got yeah. Okay, never mind. I was thinking of Slow Jams. That's way after. Okay. Slow Jams um, is is the end of 03. Yep. Yep. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how you fit in. Like I don't know if it just kind of came that came together right. that way, or if they were literally like, no, let's get you know, let's get kind or let's get let's get twist on this record. This is perfect for this style. I don't know, but it's all it's all fascinating to like play fantasy baseball with, right? Of like, course, this is 
you know, this has just been an incredible week. Like this, this has never been available. Like if this right. was 2022, like we, we would have got a live stream. It would have been on, you know, it would have been everywhere. Amazon yeah, Music or whatever. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Yeah. So the fact that somebody had this footage and they just, I don't know how this person got it, this hip hop VCR, the YouTube channel that they, they got it and like why they decided to release it now. Did you pay for it? Like, I even just want to know if you just had it sitting in your closet, like why did you decide to release it now? But hey, I'm glad you did. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful piece of history. I downloaded it because I don't want no issues. Mm. <laughs> I don't want no, I've been downloading stuff that like, I know that this I want to. I want my own archive, and I don't trust the internet to maintain stuff. Like, mm-hmm. man, listen, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So then you got to go back and you have to watch Summer Jam 2002, the documentary where Nas was going to bring out the the J, and you know, do they have footage of Dipset at Hot 97 the night they premiered the three disc records? Like, I don't know, man. This this just ah uh, the things I could tell 18 year old Armand, man. I would just be ugh. Man, good times, man. Great times, actually. You would tell him, believe it or not, in the year 2022, Pusha T and Jay-Z are still going to be rapping about drugs. I mean, I would be like, yeah, sure, okay. I'd be like, I would be like, well, where's Malice? Mm. That would be my first question. Like, where's Malice? What happened to Malice? Well, Malice went on a journey, my friend. He went on a journey that apparently he he dropped off dropped off for Nego. Apparently, we're the only ones who recognize that that song is old. Really? Yeah. It even sounds old. And, you know, neck and wrist makes it stick out even more. Because I'm now saying. we know what these Pharrell beats sound like now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of neck and wrist. Speaking of neck and wrist. Pusher with Jay-Z, produced by Pharrell. Solo credit, not produced by the Neptunes, produced by Pharrell. That kind of made me sad. This is right out of the recent vintage of Pharrell beats. Distorted 808s and all, right? It's mm-hmm. right there. Um, yep. This beat is growing on me, but it wasn't like an immediate, oh, wow. Yeah, I agree. We got people yelling at us right now, I'm sure. Oh, no, hold on. Sorry. I'm trying. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I ain't going to hold you. Like, yeah, I, I'm not, the beat, I'm not really crazy about. Yeah. It's okay. It's grown on me. It's better than what it was the first time I heard it, but I'm not blown away. Yeah. I'm not blown away. Pusha is Pusha on this. Like, he is nothing if not reliable. I'll give him that. He, I mean, both of them, really, if I'm honest. Yeah, you know, we know what we're going to get. We're going to get some double entendres. We're going to get a big reference. Is Jay's voice getting higher as he gets older? I think his voice is getting deeper. You think so? He's rapping pretty high-pitched on this, I feel like. Um, Anything Pusha's rapping high-pitched on this. Well, yeah, and you know, Push is getting doing a little bit more with melody on these um, mm-hmm. on these hooks, which has not been his his world. Um, I'm sure, Pharrell was like, "You have here. to do it this way." Yeah, let me this. let me help you with this. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how'd you feel about uh, Jay talk about the commission? Everybody on the internet was like, "What's the commission?" I'm like, "Oh my right. god, how right. old I'm, am I?" I am old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. I think it was he answered a question that nobody was asking. <laughs> That's a very Jay thi- Jay thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Like nobody nobody has said anything about that was a that was a big deal, no pun intended. Um, early two thousands blueprint blueprint two as Jay transitions to another level of success. Right. Yeah, I hear it then, but 
now and no absolutely not like it was very interesting i did see this thread like oh my god you guys in your twitter threads jesus um i did see this thread that talked about the relationship between big and jay apparently there's a there's a biggie book that's coming out pretty soon Hmm? and in the book i guess um big's plans after life after death were to move to atlanta and he wanted jay to move with him and jay was considering it like what would biggie have sounded like in atlanta if he moved to atlanta in 1998 and he's like right there at the beginning of like the atlanta renaissance that happens two years later what happens to big who does he meet who does who does he link up with who does he do records with who who produces for him what does puff do like it's just very it's very interesting something interesting to kind of like mull over and think about yeah i mean atlanta for a long time has been kind of like a a a beacon for i mean honestly famous black people black people of all classes to be like Mm -hmm, nah for sure because you know um sort of somewhat famously like i think atlanta's got to have like sort of the highest concentration of successful wealthy black people in america right probably yeah it's up there the whole metro area yeah, especially in the late '90s, Atlanta yeah. was definitely like a, a. It was called the Black Mecca, or a Black Mecca, or yeah. just lots of different. A lot of people were migrating to Atlanta because of the opportunity there. The the, the cost of living was super cheap. That is no longer the case, <laughs> but it's there's still a lot of like successful Black people in that space. Absolutely, but there's other places like Houston and you know different places or whatever. But it's still up there for sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe he had broads in Atlanta. Uh, i was right there it was right there i'm with you it was right there um yeah i don't know i feel like this song is fine like so far i'm i don't know about this push out man my standards are high very high and so far i've heard two good but not great songs the fact that you have pushed this for the better part of a year as only Kanye and the Neptunes are producing on this album. Which is already a stretch because we know that it's not like Kanye. This isn't, you know, Kanye, uh, 88 Keys did, did quite a bit. Or was it No ID? 88 Keys, 88 did, Keys um, did. He did Diet Coke. He did a lot of Diet Coke. Yeah, I'm sure Kanye put a little something on it. But like, you know, we're already seeing a stretch to that. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's so Kanye's people. Mm-hmm. And the Neptunes produces sure. out. So there's yeah. already a really high standard for me. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Like nothing is crazy out there. So is it a thing where you're like, you know, you're not, um, you know, letting off your, your, your big bombs yet? Or do you let off the big bombs first? Or like what's push? Because for push, I'm thinking like you got to get away from Drake. Like for me, you got to get away from Drake. From Drake. It's it's the Jay-Z and Nas thing where like to this day people I think for the first time since the beef happened, people are not asking Nas about Jay. Cause cause the music that Nas has done in this season with Hit Boy has gotten him away from Jay-Z. Finally. Yeah. Um Push has to do that with Drake. Yeah. As as much as he won, he took his victory lap, like all that is great, but like at this point, bro, you gotta we need some definitive Pusha T music. And I'm hoping, and, and like, this is, this is the, the stage has been set. If it's all, kind, you are associated with two of the greatest producers right. of all time. Like, this has to be it. The, Other, and, otherwise, what would you do after that? I'm and the sorry, hype, I'm no, it's okay. I'm, I'm almost interrupting you. The hype from some of these, like, listening session reports as well. Oh, shut up. 
Listen. Shut up. Listen. Shut up. No, not you. Just the 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 the, <laughs> the, the, the hype of the the listening set. Like, get out of my face, man. Y'all just have it's like the watch the throne hype. Like y'all just happy to be here. That's what it is. We gotta do listening sessions for our next project. Oh, for sure. Oh, bro, I got <laughs> I have some my wife gave me an amazing idea that I need to tell Excellent. you after the show. So um, I'll tell you. I'm about to read something for you that could not possibly like elevate my expectations more, which is basically there's a song apparently on the album called the smokers shine in coops. <laughs> okay. Apparently Pusha told Pharrell that he needs to take inspiration from Raekwon's glaciers of ice. You please. That, that got you just don't break my heart. Okay. <laughs> Stop playing with me. 